Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend, not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas, because our help comes from the Lord. Okay? First, I stand immovable that God who created the universe, can write a book. There is no question where our plumb line is, and there is never a doubt as to that being our best authority to know the things of God. Along with that best authority is the reality that we don't live in self-denial. Denial is not just a river in Egypt. Living in denial is saying that God doesn't do things in our lives because the phrase experience has become some kind of taboo in the church. Ironically, the scripture teaches that this very thinking is wrong. We'll cover that. Next, have you ever had an argument with somebody? Okay, I'm Jewish, so I was arguing with my mom when she was putting diapers on. <laughs> just so you can know, just to give you how, how that goes. I know I've, I've argued with every person I think I've ever met, especially with God. I've even had an argument with myself. Yep, it takes place from time to time. Arguing with people at different times and in different places does not make us argumentative. Argumentative is the person who's looking for an argument. Argumentative reminds me of Monty Python. The person comes to the door and asks, is this the Department of Arguments? The clerk on the inside says, no, it isn't. Get it? <laughs> See, that's a joke. That's a funny joke. And finally, when the Bible shares a story about somebody's faith and then shares that story again through another person and then shares that story again through another person and then shares that story again through another person, perhaps it is something we should take notice of. Perhaps it means that we should pay more attention to what God is trying to communicate. What a good idea. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oy vey. So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? You can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david, D-A-V-I-D, at hemustincrease, that's from John 330, dot org, because we're a ministry, nonprofit. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And you can call us, all these things live during the show. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll be talking to Dynamite D. Talking to Dynamite D, that's like the feeling you have when you're heading into a weekend. That is a great feeling, actually. <laughs> it's like, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> Made it to another weekend. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. The only difference in all that is I just want to hear and just be done. But that's besides the point. All right. Here's uh, here the whole thing is in a nutshell. Maybe you've got an, an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. So how we operate is Hebrews 3.13 and Hebrews 10.25. And the idea is to encourage and strengthen one another as we see the day of Christ getting closer. So let's understand this. You can call and share about anything. We, we're not a kvetch fest, and by that, we don't always, we don't, I want to say this carefully, I don't look down on kvetch fests. I think from time to time, it's okie dokie. 
especially in the correct setting and the way it's set up. Okay, I think sharing, hey, this is really frustrating me and stuff like that. That's fun. There's nothing wrong with that. But the idea behind this show is just a little bit more geared towards encouraging, lifting up uh, one another and then uh, doing a few goofy, goofy things to make you look at the your phone or the radio or your car or whatever and go, what? <laughs> because that's funny. And you might not think it's funny, but just like I was telling a couple of jokes that I was reading to Noelle yesterday, it didn't matter if she thought they were funny. I was laughing. So the idea behind it is to enjoy it and let it be a blessing. And remember, if there's something on the show you don't agree with, great. Okay? Use whatever it is you get from the show and draw closer to the Lord through it. Because in the end of it all, it's you before the Lord. And that's a big key. So if you've got a prayer request, reach out to us. We'll be glad to pray for you. If you've got a praise report, come share it. We would love to hear it. I want to pray for everybody in our audience. I want to just simply pray for grace for situations, okay? Just as simple as can be. So let's do it. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you and we praise you. We we just are amazed at how awesome you are and how patient you are. I can't, sometimes I just get overwhelmed how patient you are, especially with somebody like myself. Just amazing. And we just honor you and glorify you. We just give our hearts to you. And what we pray, Lord, is that people are in situations. They could be physical, Lord. They could be circumstances that they're dealing with. And your word in Hebrew speaks about grace for situations. That's what we're praying that your grace, your unmerited favor would step into those situations and people would find not just relief and deliverance, but victories and praises and everything else that comes from seeing the hand of God operate on their behalf. Lord God Almighty, King of the universe, universe, be king in these situations and for these people, your children. We lift this up before you. We, we do it not of our own goodness, but in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen and amen. Okay. Now, now we're rolling. All right. Wait a second. Now I got to do trivia, right? Okay. <laughs> I know. There's an order to this show somewhere. I just lost that piece of paper. Here's your trivia question. You might not get it on the first thing, but the hint will get you there. So get ready. All right. I'm going to give a two-second delay after I say it, and then I'll give the hint. Which Old Testament prophet had a vision about two baskets of figs? Hint, he had a bullfrog. <laughs> so what's funnier is how many people in the audience just got that hint, and then to know that Dynamite D is going, what? What? I said to myself, hmm. hmm. What is he talking about? <laughs> Which Old Testament prophet had a bullfrog? You got if you don't get that, I, I'm just, <laughs> just gonna I'm gonna cry. Uh so if you think you know the answer, you can call us 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, David at he must increase.org, which Old Testament prophet had a vision of two baskets of figs. Okay, your hint, he had a bullfrog. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, you would just be laughing if you're looking at D. D is like going, what? <laughs> what? And that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> what, what, what are you guys talking about? That's why I love him because he's the innocence there. I mean, it's so great. <laughs> this is awesome. All right, let me, uh, let me do this real quick. All right. Uh, do this teaching, and then if nobody calls in, I'll, I'll give the answer. Or say uh, it's it's actually a DDD. What's I it? got a text answer. You got a text answer. Somebody text the answer. Somebody texted you an answer. Okay, you got to hold it okay. because because if we give the people a chance to call, and then I'll have you give that text answer before I give the answer answer. Okay, all right. Uh, Psalm 19.7. So this the title of this DDD, Devotional Diamond of the Day, is called It Takes Two. Now, there's going to be some people that have a really tough time with this. If you guys don't know this by now, this show is called The David Spoon Experience. Okay? I, if you have not figured that out yet, welcome to the show. It's a little goofy. If you have some aspirin or ibuprofen on hand, you'll do fine. Okay? Here's the big part of this. We believe that in life we should be spirit-led but Bible-grounded. So that means that we are sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, but we understand 
that the word of God is the plumb line. We stand firmly that God created the universe. He can write a book. Ironically, in Exodus 32, there's this portion. I was reading this today in my devotions. There's this portion where it says that God wrote on the tablet. And it's like, listen, God can write a book. Okay, Created the universe. He can write a book. Right? Anybody that can create the earth itself can write a book, let alone all the other planets, let alone the galaxies, let alone everything else in the universe. All right. Psalm 19.7, the instruction of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. Now, most people stop there, and I don't want you to do that because you're only getting half the verse. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. What we need to pick up on is that the instruction is the law, is the teaching. And when it says perfect, it's not talking about your moral perfection. It's talking about maturity. It's talking about uh, a completeness. Uh, it, it's everything that needs to be. So when it says the instruction of the Lord is perfect, the, real, the better word that you and I would get from that would be the instruction of the Lord is complete. You don't lack anything in the instruction of the Lord. Do you understand that? You're not coming. You're not like, oh, I don't get it. It's not a yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's in some way, shape, or form between Genesis 1 1 and Revelation 22 21, 785,000 words in the King James Bible. There is an answer. And that is what we stand on. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't have a problem with people seeing the scriptures differently, as long as they understand where the authority comes from. Because if you don't have a source for the authority, that's the that there's the entire argument. You want to win every argument you ever have with somebody, find out what their source is for their authority. You win every argument. Well, that's how I feel about it. So basically your answer is it's based on your feelings. That shoots out about 50% of the arguments on the planet. You see how that works? That's cool, but that's half of it. Here's the other half of it. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. You know what the word testimony means? Get ready. Experience or witness. <laughs> so, you see, the experiences you have in the Lord give you this sense of wisdom. Are they as stand plumb line as the word of God? No, but they are not to be disregarded. God didn't speak to you, answer your prayer, direct you, guide you, help you, encourage you, comfort you, or anything else for nothing. And you're not going to be able to say, well, I don't I didn't know it was you. You knew it was God. You know when God's answering a prayer. You know when things are going on. You know when the Lord's touching your life. You know when he's changing you. You know when he's rebuking you. You know it. And there's a wisdom that comes from understanding the testimonies, the experiences, the witnesses of God. Some of you guys have listened to the show and the Lord's used one or two things that I said that I wasn't even directing it towards you. And the Lord's used it and kind of like, bam, bam, bam. Hey, that's got nothing to do with me. That's the Lord going, here, listen, blah, blah, blah. That's the testimony of God going, hey, hey, change this. Hey, hey, do this. Hey, pick this up. And it's like, wow. It's like, yeah, you. that's a part of it. A part of this walk is the instruction of the Lord is perfect reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is trustworthy, making the inexperienced wise. I've got one message I'm going to say it's going to really ruffle a few feathers, but just because some big Bible preachers haven't had the same experiences you've had does not invalidate your experiences because they didn't have them. That, doesn't, that means nothing. That means nada. Isn't that a light chicken gravy? No, not as not a light chicken gravy. It means nothing. God does what he does through different people at different times in different ways. You want to know why? He's God. <laughs> That's why. Big G. In Big G. Everybody else is like, mm. okay, uh, give me that. And let me say the question and give me the text answer, and then I'll make sure and verify it's all correct. Here we go. Uh, which uh, Old Testament prophet had a vision of two baskets of figs, and the hint was he had a bullfrog. What's the answer? Was it Ezekiel? No. Uh-oh. That's Damn. a good guess. Okay, but the answer is Jeremiah. And the reason is because there's a song that goes, 
Jeremiah had a bullfrog. Da da. He was a good friend of mine. Da da. You know, it's called Joy to the World. That song. So. Pretty nice singing voice. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> Jeremiah, come on, that is a classic, people. It's a classic. Just admit it. All right, we will uh, take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question. Now, if you didn't hear yesterday's show, this might be more challenging. If you heard yesterday's show, this might be more challenging yet. What does that mean? It means this is going to be a tough one, and we are going to play the horn. <laughs> okay. Ready? True or false? So you got 50-50. True or false? Breakfast is never mentioned in the Old Testament. Pretty good question. That's a good question. If you think breakfast is never mentioned in the Old Testament, uh, if you think you know, 972-445-0770. Now, I will tell you I'm using the book to give you the definitive answer. So there's a couple things I could argue with it, but I'm just going to use the book. Uh, You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, david at he must increase. Dot org. So from as much of a technical point of view as we can say, true or false, breakfast is never mentioned. So the question is, true or false, breakfast is never mentioned in the Old Testament. Okay. You already know it's mentioned in the New Testament. We did that trivia question yesterday. Okay. All right. While you're working through that, I have three uh, jokes, and these are good ones. I'm going to tell you right now. I I can tell you when the jokes are good and they're not good, and uh, the first, the first, and the third one are genius. Okay. Ready? All right. Ready for the the sounds on these? All right. Here we go. This is a conversation between an agnostic and a Christian. Okay. Four lines. Ready? Agnostic. If those Christians would stop building such large and fancy buildings and give the money to the poor, it would be more to their credit. Christian. I've heard that remark before. Agnostic. Indeed. By whom, may I ask? Christian. Judas Iscariot. <laughs> that's a good one right there. I've heard this before. Judas said that. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. This is a cutesy one. My Carter Bear's birthday uh, is coming up on uh, Sunday. Uh, So this is for my little Carter Bear, uh, just because I think it's cute. Ready? All right. A little boy named Carter Bear forgot the lines in the children's church presentation. His mother was in the front row to prompt him. She gestured and formed the word silently with her lips, but it didn't help. Her son's memory was blank. Finally, she leaned forward and whispered the cue, I am the light of the world. With a great feeling and a loud, clear voice, Carter beamed and said, My mother is the light of the world. (laughs) Don't you think that's funny? That's funny. That's funny. Okay, you got to have a kid to understand that. All right. This is the best one, though. Ready? <laughs> Ready? If you guys do not think this is funny, I got nothing. I bet this is a comment somebody made. I bet it was really tough being an apostle of Jesus. What if you wanted the day off? So you call up Jesus and you say, Jesus, hi, how you doing? I'm sick today. I'm running a little fever and feeling congested, so I won't be able to make it into today's sermon. What? Say that again? I'm healed? <laughs> See, did you get it? I'm cured. See, okay. Did you get that? 
<laughs> I just like the sounds there. You know that. I know that. That was a good sound, though. All right. That's funny. All right. Now, listen. I'm going on. You got to be t- a little more technical on this trivia question. True or false? Breakfast is never mentioned in the Old Testament. Is that true or false? Breakfast is never mentioned in the Old Testament. True or false? Uh, if you think you know the answer, reach out to us, 972-445-0770-214-210-8483. That is the text. And then David, he must increase.org. Yes, I'm having a good time. That's why. Uh, here, I want to talk about this one thing. This is a uh, not a big deal, but it's interesting to me. Uh, Acts chapter 6, verse 8 through 9. And Stephen, full of grace and power was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians and of the Alexandrians and those from Sicily and Asia rose up and disputed with Stephen. So I want to make sure you understand what happened. Here's Stephen. What is he? Full of grace, full of power, doing great wonders and signs. How's it going for him? Great ministry, full of grace, full of power. Right? This is Acts 6. You got that? It's Acts 6, 8, and 9. For great power, grace and power, doing great wonders, signs among the people, lots happening, the kingdom of God advancing. Then these people the, who belong to the synagogue of the freedmen, the Cyrenians, the Alexandrians from Sicily and from Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. You have to understand the significant difference in this statement. They disputed with him. Having a dispute or having an argument is not the same thing as being argumentative. When you are argumentative, listen to what I'm going to say. You're looking for an argument. You see what I'm saying? It's like the people that post online, I'm just going to help you out right now. 98% of the people that post online are argumentative. There's some people that are posting just to make the statement, that's fine. But if somebody says something that's different, they just jump on them like a ravaged dog. It's like that is not why you post stuff so that you can entice people or bait people into some kind of argument. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3 says that we should be a person who's a, a leader of quality in any capacity should not be argumentative. They are not looking for an argument. As a Christian, you're not looking for an argument. You have the truth. You don't have to defend the truth in the sense of defending that it is the truth. You proclaim the truth. You stand by the truth. You, you, you don't move from it. But it's God's truth. It, it does its own work. Per se, that's where it means you can. What that's what it means when it says you can't do anything for or against the truth. The truth is the truth. Nothing's going to change that. Two plus two is four all day long. Nothing going to change. And so the idea behind this is that a person who's looking to engage with people and to fight with people or to you know kind of have that uh, ferociousness that is not a good thing. But it's not wrong to have an argument or a dispute or a disagreement. That's not a sin. As Jesus had multiple disputes with the Pharisees. So if you think think of it any other way, then you're saying that Jesus was a sinner. It's like, you better be don't, don't, don't be careful, careful. If you want to disagree with somebody and you've got something that, that can be productive in that in that engagement, great. If somebody comes at you and you have to stand your ground, great. But you don't go looking to be argumentative or to get into an argument. That's a wrong spirit. That, you know what that is behind that, just so you can know? That's pride behind that because you're looking to try and prove that you're right. Which is why I really appreciate the T-shirt that my daughter bought me, uh, which uh, uh, is my own sense of pride where it says, I have a doctorate, so let's just go ahead and assume I'm right. (laughs) See, that's funny. (laughs) See see how that works? Okay. All right. Here's the technicalities and the question. Here we go. True or false? Breakfast is never mentioned in the Old Testament. Is that true or false? That is true. Breakfast in and of itself is not mentioned. 
Does it does say something about getting manna for the morning, but it does not mention breakfast in the Old Testament per se, unless it's a super loose translation. So that's why it's not kind of technical. Yeah, technicality. Just making sure you guys know that. Okie dokie, artichokes. We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ as the Lamb of God. For you and I, God provided his own burnt offering, his own lamb of sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because I got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins according to the scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where your host is doing the entire show with an ear infection. And everything I say sounds like this. Say, 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 say. <laughs> Isn't that funny? All right. Uh, here's your trivia question. Uh, this is uh, a pretty good one. Who wrote in the New Testament? This is not in the Gospels or Acts. Who wrote, we give you this rule. If a man will not work, he shall not eat. Who wrote that? Which Apostle wrote that. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at he must org. Keep in mind that it is, uh, you know, it's just pretty straightforward. And the passages, people are like, well, that's mean. No, it's not mean. We give you this rule. If a man will not work, not can't find work, will not work. See that difference right there? So people should read it. <laughs> See, that would be reading. That's always good, right? See Dick run. See Jane run. See, those, those, are, the, those are the things. Uh, if you think you know the answer, great. Let me send you up to the website. Before I do, remind you of two things. There's a bazillion, trazillion, gazillion podcasts. I know, but they're up there, and they're fun, and you should listen to them if you haven't heard something. Uh, and also on the website is a place to give, so please do so. Check out hemustincrease.org. All right. Now, if I were to give a clue on that, I would say that that was a bird being sucked into a vacuum. I did not give that clue, but if I – see, I want people to understand where we're heading with that. If. If I gave that clue, that would have been a bird sucked into a vacuum. People are like, well, that's not spiritual. Welcome to my world. Okay, so 
Anyhow, uh, we do have. Do we have our trivia question? Did I ask her a trivia question? Did I asked her a trivia question. Did I? Okay, here it is. Who who wrote? We give you this rule: if a man will not work, he shall not eat. And if you think you know the answer, which apostle wrote that? Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three. Or send an email, David, at he must increase.org. So yesterday we had uh, a good show, and Ace called in. Now, if you guys didn't know, yesterday we had a couple of, uh, what was it, uh, weather alerts? A little windy. A little windy uh, weather alerts that took place. So some of the show got was in and out and in and out kind of thing, uh, a lot like the burger. Uh, and uh, But while that, we had uh, Brother Ace call in, so I wanted to give – uh, D a chance just to kind of share on that because he shared and it was just like you know wow well, so talk well, to me well you know Dave we we like our callers um, yes, brother Ace them. called and he was just saying how he feel better everybody's praying for him he's so grateful that everybody's praying for him he's he's feeling good and I think it really touched my heart because it let me know that us praying for one another is essential for the body as a radio show because you never know what we're going through so. Our prayers are very powerful, and we got to stay encouraged in that particular area. Absolutely correct, and that's absolutely greatly said. So I might, I might clip that together and put that in a sound thing. Here's what you got to get. Our prayers, and this is what I think Touch D is, our prayers are helping. Are they perfect? No. I mean, I <laughs> The perfect prayer. Help. <laughs> That's the perfect prayer. <laughs> right? So, uh, But they're helping, and they're helping Brother Ace, and he wanted everybody to know that, and he shared it, and it was great. If you didn't hear it, by the way, you should listen to the podcast. You get a chance to listen to it on the podcast, and then you'll know uh, what we're talking about. Okay? It's uh, what a, a gracious brother. He said a great thing. Really, uh, Diamond D was touched, which I love D. You know, it's just like you want the Lord to... You know, all the great things that we that God has in mind for him, we want to see him get to. We want to hear about it, right? Okay. All right. Uh, we will. Uh, okay. I'm going to do the teaching first, and then we'll do the uh, history in the next one in the last little bitty teaching thingy there. Okay. All right. There you go. Oh, by the way, I do got to give props to Deb. Deb technically got the win on the uh, true or false on the breakfast one. So I see Joanne and Cordelia have one, uh, and then Al has one, and then uh, uh, as well uh, um, Deb has one. Eric is tending for this one right here. I just, I just, you know, unless something happens unique, I don't know how that would change. All right, here we go. Uh, this is again out of Acts. I want to pick it up again, and I want you to catch this, okay? This is Acts. So now the book of Acts is talking about an event that is talked about in another book in the Bible that is talked about in three other books in the Bible. So when you have something in the Bible and the Lord has brought it up again and brought it up again and brought it up again, it just, it just makes you think, gee— Perhaps uh, we should pay attention. So this is Acts chapter 7, verse 9 through 10. So I think most of your uh, translations will be pretty close to this, not overly complex. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph. Uh, the patriarchs, you mean they weren't perfect? No. And the patriarchs, jealous of Joseph, sold him into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh, king of Egypt, who made him ruler over Egypt and all of his household. Okay? That, but that's what, this not, it's not complex. This is the history of Israel. This is in Genesis. We know this took place. We read it in Genesis. Uh, it's, it's covered again in Mo. Uh, Joseph's referred to multiple times. Here's, an, here's what it is in a nutshell for you and I from the practical application. Joseph was in a bad situation. What did Joseph do? And people are like, well, maybe his brothers were mad because he was a little tattletale. Okay, that that even might be the case. I'm not even sure I would argue that that point. He was favored, so they were jealous of him. He was special, so they were jealous of him. He had his own coat, right? He had his own clothing. Nice. The Joe line, right? Very cool, right? And his brothers didn't like him, so they sold him. It's like... Whatever it is that Joseph did, being sold for it doesn't seem like an appropriate response. Okay? But, but okay. He's in a bad scene. But the key to the text is that next, next little bit. 
but God was with him. And you would think in your brain, how is God with him if he's sold into slavery? How is that possible? And the answer is, ready? God was with him. And people don't like that because, look, it, he was sold into slavery. And it's like, yeah, guess what? Guess what? God was with him. It's like, now, now watch, right? As it relates to us, what's Jesus' name? They shall call him, uh, he should be, the prophecy fulfillment, he should be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. See, 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 how that, uh, that's before the law. Oh, see? And so God was with him. So he gets sold, bummer. We already know he was falsely accused uh, by his, uh, his his employer's wife, bummer. He gets thrown in jail, bummer. There's not there's nothing good out of any of that, right? Guess what? <laughs> this is the, this is how, this is what's so great about the Lord. God is with him. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means this. Not only did he rescue him, but then he made him ruler. <laughs> in other words, not only did God deliver him from his circumstance, then he put him in charge of everybody. And it's just like, wait, 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 wait. See, there's a passage that Moses talks about that we should be the, the head and not the tail. It's like, you got to catch this. This is the Lord going... There's so much I'll put up with that I have a plan for that I'm coordinating amongst humanity, and then I drop you know my my two cents in, and everything changes, and that's exactly what happened. He went from somebody that got sold, but God was with him. Somebody that got purchased, God was with him. Somebody that did a great job, God was with him. Then got falsely accused of rape. Okay, God is with him. Gets thrown into jail. I guess that wasn't a good trial. Okay, God is with him. Interprets dreams for people in the jail. God is with him. The people who, the one of the guys who in the dream was good, forgot about him. God is with him. Then, then that guy remembers that at a most unique time where Pharaoh needs help with something, God is with him. And they dress him up and he goes before Pharaoh. God is with him. And then he tells Pharaoh what the dreams are. God is with him. And now he's the ruler. It's just like, what? Don't you see that's for us? He was rescued for his from his afflictions. I'm not arguing that Joseph went through it in Genesis. My argument is that it's five times in the, in the, throughout the Bible. There's a reason why God keeps mentioning it. And it's mentioned here in Acts 7, 9 through 10. Hey, going through it, I got you. I feel you. I, I can't stand some of the things I go through. They drive me crazy. But God is with me, and God is with you. That is one of the things, actually, that I also pray in my devotions. Out of all the things I pray, I say, just be with me, because then I know I'll get through. That's all I know. Sounds like Moses. I'll get through it. Uh, Okay, who wrote, uh, we give you this rule, if a man will not work, he shall... Not eat. That was the Apostle Paul. And Eric will get that pow pow. So we've got four separate pow pows going on today. Pretty good people. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. You don't know what's going to happen in one minute, let alone one hour from now. And God, who it's impossible for God to lie, has made this commitment, made this offer, made this opportunity to both you and me and all of us around. The simplicity is that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of that sin, the wages falling short, is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God, demonstrating his love for us, sent Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. There is nothing more important than that principle right there. The hope that is offered to believers 
who acknowledge and surrender to the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's what's being offered. That's what gives you encouragement. That's what enables you to go on. You're going to have a lot of sorrow in this life. Job said it best, a man's days are few and full of trouble. But in the next, there is something so wonderful that even in man's mind, we cannot retain it. For eye has not seen, neither has ear heard, neither has, can the heart comprehend, can, can, can't even receive the great things which God has prepared for them that love him. There's such a great thing that's coming for us, such a great place, such a wondrous place. But you got to acknowledge the invitation. You got to say yes. Because if you don't say yes, you're not going to that wedding. The wedding of the Lamb. Don't be that person. Don't be that person that rejects it. Don't be that person that lives in sorrow, in grief, and in sadness. Don't be that person. Be the one that says yes. So that you can be a part of the great wedding feast, that you can be a part of the great celebration. No, life is much more than this 60, 70, 80, 90 years. It's eternity on the line. And if you've already said yes, rest in the comfort. Rest in that place. Rest in that goodness. That all is well. And even on this side, if it's hard, on the other side, it's glorious. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here's your last trivia question. You guys, you should get this right away. I'm just, there's no, I'm not giving you any hints. This is, if you don't get this, I'm go. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> Who in the New Testament said, don't worry about your life, what you will eat or drink? I'm only giving you guys a couple minutes to answer. I'm just, you got to be kidding. Uh, if you think you know the answer, you can call in at 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an uh, email, david at he must org. Who in the New Testament said, do not worry about your life. What you will eat or drink. There you go. In the meantime, let's do our history. All right. uh, Here's the history. Uh, (laughs) Some of these are good. Some of these are just really... You're going to have to even help me because I'm not sure what to really say about some of these, okay? Let me let me do the good one first. National Cold Cuts Day, okay? So it's like sandwiches, you know, like, okay. Uh, like uh, it's 33 Flavors Day. That refers to ice cream. There's 31 flavors, like yeah. ice cream, like ice cream. Uh, there's a thing called Soup It Forward, which is where you buy soup for other people. Okay? Interesting. Uh, interesting. And then there's If Pets Had Thumbs Day. Where are we going with this one? I have no idea. <laughs> If pets had thumbs, what would they do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Whoever comes up with this stuff, you just have to sit there and think. Did you? Did you? Is this really your day? You came up with, you know, if pets had thumbs day. Okay. Well, here's the thing, Dave. They start off good, and then it goes off track. <laughs> yes. That's, 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 I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree with anything you just said. Uh, 1791 on this day, the United States Mint is created by the U.S. Congress. That's people that print the money and the coins and so on and so forth. Uh, 1875, big for me. I uh, used to be a huge hockey fan. 1875, first uh, ever organized indoor game of ho- ice hockey was played in 1875 on this day. Yeah, that's amazing, Dave. Indoor, wow. indoor. I so they had outdoor that. before, but never indoor. 
Isn't that amazing? In the 1800s? Yeah, wow. the late 1800s, yep. And then 1923, and this time, uh, Time Magazine is published for the first time, which means it's 100 years old, and it's had 99 and a half years of lousy. Pretty much. <laughs> Do you know what my response would be? Time is up. Anyway. <laughs> All property. Oh, that's a good one. All right, back to the triv. <laughs> That was a good one. I like it. Uh, who in the New Testament said, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink? That's the question. In the meantime, oh, if you know, uh, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase dot Org. On today's devotional from Pastor Ray Bentley, who passed away January fourth uh, last not not this year but last year, uh, they, they just they keep they send them out and just every once in a while I come across one and I was like oh that is so good, and here's one of those. Okay, so this is from my uh, brother Pastor Ray, uh, who I am both and I've mentioned this before angry at and uh, jealous of and uh, happy for. Uh, I'm sure he's up there going, don't pay attention to that spoon guy. <laughs> I can guarantee you so that's going on. Anyway, uh, here it is. It's uh, called Set Your Mind Above. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Colossians 3.2. Here's what Ray wrote. Our feet may walk this earth. The gravity keeps us physically anchored. But to live healthy, spiritually whole lives... Our minds must be in heaven, which means in a practical, everyday life, we can set our minds to approach people, our jobs, and our daily tasks with a perspective that reflects God's perspective. Ray writes, set your mind is almost in order. Study God's word, pray, draw close to the Lord, and allow him to pull you back up from the daily grind to see things from above. Put your life in perspective. See the bigger picture, the long view, and realize that the hassles and difficulties of today will be old news in a short time. Okay, that's a, that's a line I'm going to repeat. Listen to this line. See the bigger picture, the long view, and realize that the hassles and difficulties of today will be old news in a short time. Worry and anxiety do not need to consume your thoughts or dictate your state of mind. I know that setting your mind on things above can be hard and needs to be practiced, Ray wrote. I also know it will free you and help you to heal your fears and anxieties. Start with this reminder. The Bible says that God raised us to sit in heavenly places with Jesus. That's Ephesians 2.6. If we set our minds to sit every day with Jesus, immersed in his love, then what a different view of earth, people, and of life we will enjoy. And then he quotes C.S. Lewis at the very end. If you read history, you will find that the Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next world. Wow, listen to that C.S. Lewis quote. I'm going to do that again. C.S. Lewis. If you read history, you find that Christians who did the most for the present world were just those who thought most of the next One day I want to be a writer. <laughs> it's like I said, everyone's one. So you read something like that, you go, "Wow!" Right? Wow. I mean, here's the thing: the, the the practicality is, you know, you've got people that say, "Oh, don't be so heavenly minded; you're of no earthly good." No, that is wrong. That's a lie, and I I call it a lie and think, "Well, it's just practical advice." Yeah, but it's dangerous advice because if you are so caught up in the earthly now, you are failing to do what Jesus said. And Jesus said, "What? Lay up your treasures in heaven." So you can't untake that. I'll take that. That's not what he meant. <laughs> That's what people will say. It's like, what? what? Are you deaf, man? I mean, come on. 
Lay up your treasures in heaven. Set your mind on things above. Set your heart on things above. It's like it's not it's not that it's complex. It's it's rightly said it's to be practiced. It's to understand that if we can look at the long view, if we can t- if we can step back and realize that our difficulties are very short-lived. They have a short lifespan. But our eternity does not have a short lifespan, right? So we want to be planting and 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 committing and laying up and investing in the kingdom to come. Anytime you hear the word invest, you think of money. Don't think of money. Think of your life. Your life is God's asset. Invest it in the kingdom that's coming. Be a kingdom builder in some capacity. And whatever that capacity is. It's whatever it is that the Lord puts on your heart or draws you to or directs you in. But we can be so stuck on earth and the earthly things that we somewhat disconnect from the king of the universe. I know everybody thinks that the earth is, you know, the single greatest place in the world. It's just that the scripture says that it's God's footstool. So, so, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> so, so, yeah, maybe not so. Okay, get it? It's a great. Is that a great teaching? That's a great teaching. Great, right? yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it's just like wow. And uh, just Ray, just he's always been a blessing. Still a blessing. He's not even here. He's still blessing people. I love that. All right. Okay. Now, along with that is our trivia question, which is an amazing thing if you think about it. Because here's what it says: uh, Who in the New Testament said, "Do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink"? And we know who said that. You want to say who said that? Jesus Christ. That is correct, no! You are right, sir. Even though I like to use the Hebrew word, but yeah. You mean you want to use Yeshua HaMashiach? I love that one. Okay. You can use Yeshua HaMashiach. Doesn't bother me. I love them all. All right, here's the bottom line. The bottom line is Jesus said, you know all that stuff that you're worrying about? Stop it. <laughs> well, do you say it that way? No, actually he said it much meaner, but we're being nice because everybody tries to make Jesus look out like he's like some peace guy that's got flowers coming out of his nose or something weird. Uh, stop worrying. That's the command of the Lord. Okay? Be anxious for nothing. All right? All right, great. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Swin Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 70 and one-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.